But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> your co-host, Julie. Welcome from the great north, where spring has finally sprung. Uh, I miss seasons sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, your co-host, Thorsten. Oh, I'm just taking a break. Hello. <laughs> Your co-host, David. Reporting for duty, Commander. And, and uh, Jacob said he'll be a little bit late, so he'll be joining us mid-show, which is one of the things that can happen when you do these things live. Uh, well, hopefully you can make it. Something must have come up. We don't know what. Um, so, folks, we have a topic today. Um, I, I've got some guests in the... I almost said in the fire, I've got some irons in the fire. Really? I've sent out like things to some guests and I'm just waiting to hear back. So until we get confirmation, we're probably going to keep doing topics. But so today we have a topic and I thought about this one last week because last week at the end of the week, I was so tired. I was exhausted from a very busy work week. And I was like, maybe I just don't want to stream next week. You know, maybe I just need a break, you know, to focus on, on work and, but I'll see how I feel as the weekend went. And when the weekend happened and I got some rest, I was like, you know, I'd rather stream than take a break. But it got me thinking about uh, how therapeutic breaks can be and how useful they can be. And I wanted to talk about a couple things before um, opening it up to the rest of the group. I took a break. I wanted to talk, tell my quick story. I took a break from video gaming entirely in the mid aughts. Uh, I took a break from video gaming for about two years because I just ended a long and toxic relationship and I wanted to focus on therapy. And for years I had been using video games as an escape rather than like a source of joy. You know, I was using them as a way to escape the, the toxic relationship I was in and the rest of my PTSD related anxiety and depression that I really wasn't dealing with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I stopped playing games for, you know, a couple of years. And that's why on the stream, I've got a game up called Star Trek Legacy that I did not play when it came out because I wasn't playing games at all. I completely missed it when it came out. And I really don't think I missed anything in that regard. But, uh, but when I came back to gaming, it was it was like I rediscovered the joy of it. Like I had lost the joy of gaming in the need to escape in, in, in the crutch that I had, I had uh, made gaming in my life because it was a crutch. Um, and I had made it a crutch. It wasn't gaming's fault. It was my fault. And so, um, it was great to come back to, I missed a lot of games. I've played a bunch of them since, but, uh, it, it, I, I think it was a great thing that I took that break at the time. And this topic also came up because so many times I've seen on, on message boards and Reddit and whatnot, where people will be like, I'm not getting any joy out of games anymore. Like I just load up a game and I stare at it and I don't do anything. And I always tell them, you know, take a break. There's nothing wrong with walking away. You know, if you come back, great. If you don't, that's fine. Sometimes it's okay to run out of joy of a thing. Or to walk away from a thing for a while. Or period, really. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today because I think breaks can be a good thing. Um, and so I wanted to uh, ask you guys, my co-hosts, have, have you guys ever taken... I'll start with gaming. Have you guys ever taken a break from gaming entirely or a specific game and then come back to it later? Got a specific game. Okay. Yes. All right. I mean, if you want, if you please elaborate, you know, it's not a yes or no question. I'd like more, <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, uh, maybe we're going in order or something like that. I don't no, know. No, no order. There's no order. Uh, I know we usually do a round table for these kind of things, but these are kind of nebulous open-ended questions. So no order. Uh, oh, <laughs> nebulous. Okay. I'm an, oh. Hey, Jacob. Uh, hello, Jacob. So, uh, Jacob. Hello, indeed. I'm apparently very stealthy. 
well done, well done. Slipped in like a ninja. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you heard my question, but we're talking about. Uh, I did. Okay, good. So, um, David, you were the first one to chime in. So, why don't you start? Yeah, I don't remember what year that was. I mean, I'm on a break from that game again due to my computer troubles, and by the way, it has grown out of proportions. Anyways. And that's going to be something, what could it have been, uh, back in 2015 or something like that, uh, when I completely burned out on Warframe. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't even boot up the game anymore, do any more, uh, what were it called, tower runs, working tower runs or something like that. I yes, guess Jake would probably I... know, yeah. Uh, uh, so... I haven't played that game in years either, but uh, I still remember what those were called. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you popped in, go went for a run, maybe you got the RNGs on your side, maybe not. Most often, not. So, uh, yeah, I guess it actually got to me later, sooner or later. And it took some it took some effort to go back to that game. And that was another freaking effort to go through. And because, uh, yeah, once again, Jacob here has some experience with Warframe, so you, you know what I'm talking about. But they had, had a, they replaced all those keys with relics instead. So you had to collect oh, yeah, all those void traces and stuff. They also had added the void gates or whatever they were called that linked up the solar system to each planet so that all planets I previously had unlocked are now locked. So I had to go back, uh, relearn pretty much the entire game how it worked. It felt awful. <laughs> I I can relate to that game. I when it, when it first came out, I played it a bit and I enjoyed it, and then I I quickly burnt out on it because it's like I don't mind grind if it's if it feels like I'm not spinning my wheels, but oh my god, did I feel like I was spinning my hamster wheel with that game? And um, it's unfa- It's grind for grind's sake. In addition to that, oh god, it's just- yeah. It's terrible. And so every time they keep adding stuff to it, like they added an open world bit or something, I'm like, okay, I'll get back to it. I have no idea what I'm doing. And there's no way then to... Cre- they also, Go ahead. Then they also abandoned said, said bit. Like, oh, remember Archwing? Remember Archwing? No. Hey, Jacob, I remember you, Lunaro, if anything. Oh, God. <laughs> remember all these fun, negative, exciting... Remember the Railjack? Remember that time we got like a five-player co-op ship mode that they made four, five missions for and then forgot about? Oh, really? I heard about yep. that. Oh, no. Yeah, I was, they I was added interested an in entire that. really interesting uh, game mode, which was, yeah, it's called Railjack, where you just like have a co-op, like a co-op ship mission that they forgot about. Oh, like great. they forgot yep. about, forgot about um, just, oh, God, so much stuff. Well, I think what frustrated me about it is when I tried to go back to it, because they'd like, oh, there's a neat thing they added. I'll try it again. There's no way to rerun the tutorials. There's no way to start a new character or anything. It's like, okay, so what do I do? Uh, do, I, do I just go in a mission and hope for the best? I, mean, I, I need a little, I could use a little help here, y'all. Uh, but they don't care. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they don't. I would love to be able to just re-roll a whole new character. Other games let you do that. Why can't I just re-roll a whole new character, start from the beginning, and relearn everything? You know? Make but, a new account. Sort off. But you, can, oh. you really can't, though. Can you? Can you do that? I A new account on a new email? Sort? Okay, not the non-Steam, but... I don't know, actually. I don't remember. No, I might. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's at least the version I have is tied to your Steam account. So you're, 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 you're effed in that regard. Um, yeah, that's, that's entirely fair. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, that's a game I've heard a lot of people uh, burn out on because yeah, the grind just, it feels like you're in a giant hamster wheel going nowhere. And it Present company included. Yeah. And it did yeah. not, it did not feel long for me to feel that way in that game. Um, which is a shame because I kind of liked the gameplay, you know, it was kind of the, the, the shoot, the running around shooting bits was kind of fun. Um, well, that was great, but, but yeah, everything else was like, wait, you want me to do how much of this to, to get to that point? Okay. I'm uh, no. <laughs> and I know when I eventually get back to that game, it's going to be another freaking wall to pass through. Oh, speaking of, they are, they are having a giant update today. Oh Yeah. So yeah, I got to look forward to question mark. Is that a good thing? Yeah, that's a question mark. <laughs> I don't know. They added the next open world to the game, by the way. So yeah. Oh, Hooray! so 
so, 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 so another one to forget about in uh, in, in in six months. They, they remind yeah. they remind me of CCP in that regard. You know the folks behind Eve Online. <laughs> they remind me of speaking of. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, yeah, no, that's another game I've taken many breaks from. Um, so, Julie, you you seem to have one in mind when I brought up this question. Yes, I have several. One of which I won't steal Jacob's thunder, but the other one is a type of game I okay. took a break from, and a long one, and I'm still kind of in the middle of. Okay. That's one exception, and that's I will make an exception for David because I still play a type with him. And but I know where it started, and the type is multiplayer, and the game it started with is Ark Survival Evolved. And here's uh, oh no, yeah. Now, back when it was the latest greatest thing in the block, I played it, and I played it with a group of Australians called the Older Gamers. And uh, we all played PVE, and it was great, and it was a lot of fun. But then as time goes along, right, and they said, oh, okay, we're going to recreate the world. I said, okay, that's good. Uh, and people started to take pity on the poor little sing soul female gamer, and they would, like, what? bring the... Yeah, they'd say, oh, poor Julie, you know, she can't handle this game because she's a woman. And so they would bring me. What? They would bring. I I forget the name of the dinosaur, but it was this huge dinosaur that flew, right? And you could build a base on it. And so I would be there on the beach, and you have this thing where you can't help but crapping in the game. It craps all over the place automatically, and I'm building my little hut. And all of a sudden, the guys who were playing this game, they'd land the biggest dinosaurs in the game and park it and say, here you go. And I said, this it, it gets rid of the whole point of the game. You have just handed me the end game. So it's no fun for me now, right? Uh, and it gets worse. It what? just it gets worse than this. And this is we were all playing PvP and then I'm PvE rather, and then half the players said, Oh, we want to do PvP. And the guy who was ahead of the group said, So you wanna beat the you want to beat the excrement out of each other and half of you don't and so the problem is we can do a pvp part and a pve part but ultimately you're all going to start fighting with each other and it became just that and so look i said i need a break from this and i took a break and i eventually came back to it uh and i forget the player's name who started the whole group uh and it was something or other bastard he called himself and uh so i started in and again the same guy started in with uh okay here you go i'm giving you all the i said no don't help me don't help me don't help me and so the pvp I said, okay, it's a PvP server, but I'll just mind my own business. Everything will be fine. And it got to the point where I became the sole target of everybody because I was like the weakest link. Oh, God. And then, but it it so happened, I've been playing the game long enough. I knew where all the hidey spots were. And I was just out exploring one day and I happened upon the biggest tribes PVP base. And I said, Oh, hi. And I said, you know where this is? I said, of course I know where it is. I've been playing the game longer than any of you. And so I worked out a deal. I said, you, you, you don't kill me and I won't tell anybody where you're located. And so, but it still got so bad some of the other players who weren't a little misogynistic said, look, we feel bad. We're going to hide you at the bottom of the ocean in our base. And I said, okay. But then the whole thing got into a cycle between these players who would keep playing Ark Survival Evolved and they would play and then everybody get bored and go away. Play, everybody get bored and go away. And I get tired of the cycle and I said, I'm done. I've tried to come back. I've tried to game with you, but I'm not going to do this cycle anymore. And I said, this monster of spaghetti code that you've made this game from, it's taking up 200 gigabytes in my precious virtual real estate. I said, I'm done. 
you're done. I walked away from the group. I walked away from the game. I've tried coming back. I said, I'm done. And now whenever I think about going back, my friends all say, Julie, lay down till the feeling goes away. <laughs> there you go. Oh, dear. Wow. Um, I only played that game once on stream, and I found it one of the most obtuse <laughs> and and needlessly um, busy work games I've ever played. Like, Plus, the what it's co- the way it's coded is it doesn't need to be. To I mean, I got a friend that's a, a developer, and uh, he works for a rival AAA. You know, and it's like. It just, he just said, like I just said, it's like the spaghetti coding isn't mine. I'm not a coder. It's his. He said, you know, there's all kind of extraneous code in this game that just simply doesn't need to be here. And it's lazy programming is what he called it. Mm. Yeah. Probably why it's such a big game. Hard space wise. Because of the poor code. Now they're redoing the base game and they want you to rebuy the base game all over again. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, they're redoing the game, and they want you to rebuy the base game all over again. And what? I said, I have I have a bird for you, and it isn't the parrot that's behind me. Wait, wait, what? Uh, so, Brian, uh, d- just to give you some background on this, Snail Games, the, the people behind uh, um, Publishing Arc and a few other recent disasters, yeah, they're not so great. <laughs> Let's just not go into that, because um, there's... There's a lot of oh, bad no. blood there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm used to the whole hand me the end game thing before because I was, uh, I guess the best thing to call it is a game master for an Ultima online server. And I would play in the game under kind of a pseudonym. And uh, people would see the whole Sister Julie thing. And so, but I, after they began to associate, you know, I would play in the PvP part because Ultima Online, not getting into it, was divided into PvP and PvE. And uh, one person one day does me in without knowing who I am. And then the person who owned the private server told her the person who did me in and said, Oh my God, I've killed a nun. And I said, look, first off, it's a game. Unless you're going to really stop by my house and put one in my head. We're good. <sighs> yeah. So it's, the, I, it's sad that the, of the circumstances of, of needing to take a break of that one, but it sounded like it was probably for the best. <laughs> So it's a permanent break. Oh yeah. What about the rest of you guys? Any uh, games, a specific games or types of games you've, you've taken breaks from? Um, hmm. well, if no one else is going to speak up, let us break up. Uh, let us break up the obvious one. Thank you, Julie, for not seeing my thunder and mentioning Eve online. <laughs> oh boy. So, <laughs> Eve is always a game I love I love to think about playing because conceptually it's brilliant. It's a game about messing about in spaceships and doing cool stuff and blowing stuff up and it's an ammo in space. It's very neat. But that's a pretty considerable but an absolutely monstrous but it is unfortunately purpose-built to uh, replicate the worst the worst in human behavior and as a result it is often actively discouraging towards anyone who uh, towards new people does it also help that it's basically unplayable without uh belonging to a larger group which took me a while to get used to so at one point i just sort of bailed on it uh the first time i bailed on it was after i picked it up uh, during the first time it got a trial period i messed around with it went okay it's kind of neat and then i bailed because i didn't know what the hell was going on then after some time, I got back into it, joined what was uh, advertised as a start uh, as a new player friendly uh, uh, corporation. Things went fairly smoothly. Um, uh, things went fairly smoothly, and I had some fun, but not too much fun. And then I gave up and left. Uh, then I came back a third time, just like I don't know Jesus falling on the cross or something like that. Uh, 
Except in this case, I did not die for our sins. I just, uh, I just suffered immensely. Uh, <laughs> instead, I came back a third time, uh, left the uh, newbie corp because they weren't doing anything. Decided to just post on Reddit, "Hey, any uh, any people looking uh, for uh, for a corp?" Joined up one. Uh, was went pretty great until it fell apart due to drama and the. Uh, uh, and the uh, leader being an authoritarian the plonker making decisions behind everyone's backs, which uh, at the time I did not, at the time I thought was unique and not uh, business as usual for EVE Online, by the way. So uh, that one's on me. Uh, so I buggered off to a different call. Uh, purely at random, having to fly in a tiny shuttle across the entirety of EVE space, which was... Mildly amusing. <laughs> Only for that corp to get in, uh, to get dragged into the biggest war in Eve history. <laughs> so I basically did the equivalent of being a perfect, uh, of being like a perfectly happy, like I don't know, like like Chilean or like South Af- or like a South African, messing about, messing about. Decided to go, decided to go on vacation. Uh, this is to go on a vacation to England, roughly in 1930, uh, n- roughly in 1938. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> things were remar- well. Things went interesting afterwards. I uh, did actually have some fun, but I also learned the power of uh, the power of time, time dilation. I was in one of those big fights that people talked about, that like news outlets talk about. They're actually not that very interesting. You just stare at a screen for six hours because the t- because the time slows down to ten percent, so the servers don't explode. <laughs> oh God! So a fifteen minute engagement takes like it takes like six hours. Oh God! <laughs> none of your buttons work. None of your guns actually function. The only thing I had going for me was I played logistics, which is the healer class in that game. Uh, one of the very few people that actually did, and I was as such utterly beloved by everyone because uh, in Eve Online, because dying costs you money, people actually care when they explode. So people, so when you stop people from exploding, they don't just go. Uh, they don't just go. Lamar get better. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, then the war ended, and I went cool. That was woefully underwhelming. We achieved nothing of note, and I'm just ended up. Mildly rich, mildly richer off of just, and most of the time I just spend uh, all I have left to do is just sit that, sit there and mine rocks all day. So I left, and that's the end of the story for now. Oh wow! If, if I may, yes. now? <laughs> now that the can of worms has been open, uh, I, I reached the point where I was semi-infamous, and here's the deal: is I have always loved. The industry part, I had my own Sharon, I had my own Orca, Fleet Hulks, and the deal is, I was the <laughs> the industrial side of a large corporation. And my then, condolences. And then the deal oh, is... That sounds like another group, job, I'm sorry. That sounds like a serious job. Is, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed okay, it. Okay, that's right? fair. That's fair. And... And I'd like I, I wrote this article for for a while. I got paid for writing about video games, and for the website I wrote it for, I wrote called Zen and the Art of Mining and Eve Online, and uh, and so I the group I belong to, the older gamers, right. There was someone who got banned, not just from the game, but from the group. And he said, I am going to make it my job to make your life living hell and get all of you to quit. And he war decked us for a rock solid real world year and had to have spent thousands of real dollars doing it. Right. So the thing is. This is about the same time, and and I won't bring up the other podcast I'm on because I'm not but um, there was this guy who created this thing called Hulkageddon. And I said, I've always enjoyed the industrial side. And what this was, for those of you who haven't played Eve, is a bunch of nasty little kids who got together in disposable ships, went to high-sec space, and started blowing up ships just for the hell of it. And when I questioned the person, he said, oh, we're just doing this to get rid of the bots. And I said, no, you're not. You're getting rid of people like me who want to... uh, 
who want to just enjoy themselves. And he says to me, well, I'm doing this for the good of the game. And mm-hmm. I said, and here's how I became infamous. And for a while, there was a YouTube video of me out there comparing me to Hitler. And I said, you Ooh. saying you're doing all this for the good of the game is like Adolf Hitler saying he's invading Poland for the good of the Polish people. And that was just it i became the target of everybody's ire i did come back for a while but in wormhole space where absolutely nobody could get me but then the whole thing i just i finally got tired my friend said julie lay down till it goes away and you go away you've got a high stress job as it is and i just said we're done. I parked my Sharon, I parked my Orca, I parked all my Hulks, and I went away and people said, can we have all your ships? And I said, no, what if I want to come back again? And my <laughs> friend said, don't ever come back. I, that's, that's a great story, but it's also a sad story, because like, it's amazing that the sandbox could create stories like that, but it also kind of so what happens. It's so what happens when you create uncap hell as a video game. Yeah, I mean, it's, basically, it, yeah. I, I mean, you got to have some moderation. <laughs> well, that was the thing is CP was all in before they their game started to go down the toilet and the company got bought. They were all, and I forget the name for it, but they were all for player generated content. And they thought this was a really great thing. And I said, look, you are driving away the new players. And ultimately, and at one point they had to sell their, they had to close down their studio in the States. And, <laughs> you know, then they'd start driving away all the new players. And there will probably always be uh, an EVE Online because there's always people who want to get together and beat the crap out of each other. So, but, you the know. What you were looking for is uh, emergent gameplay. Yes. Thank you, Smith. Yeah. Emergent gameplay. And then. Somebody introduced me to a game called Spaceborn, and I said, why would I want to play EVE Online when I can play Spaceborn? Yeah, you don't have to worry about... I don't want to deal with people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, space, the Spaceborn games are great for that regard, because, you know... Yep. Oh. And now there's a second one, which is very good, and I'm most just... See, the problem is I don't want to play it because what will inevitably happen is I play it, like leave it for three days, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna come back and then suddenly has like and it suddenly has like fifty-seven game modes and yeah. like twenty-nine different like oh my God. changes and the map looks different and I don't know what's going on. That's why I've shelled it. Start to get my bearings. That's why I've shelled it. I got like eighteen hours in. I'm like, wait a minute. He just added diplomacy to the faction system that I just unlocked. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta step back. Turns out for a second. Turns out turns out you can develop an early access game too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the exact opposite complaint I thought I'd have with an early access game, but here we are. <laughs> oh that guy. Uh, I'm not gonna try and say his name, I know, but that that Mr. Uh, Beetroot, yes. Uh Mr. Burak off of, off of Turkey. Uh, yeah, that guy is astounding. He just added another huge patch with like capital of ships. You know, he just added cap just, ships. Just <laughs> added capital ships to his space fighter game where he could also walk on the ground. <laughs> just oh, just break out everything. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, it I will say this. It's to me, it's like Eve Online with all the without all the ass heads. Yeah, which is very good. Yeah, there's actually a function. There's actually a functioning economy in there, and if that's what you want to engage with, you totally. uh, You the Astrox games are also good for that regard. uh, If you want to engage in an economy, but not other people. (laughs) Just leave me alone. Let me mine and build. I'm good. You should try. You should try jump gate, Julie. You really should try Jumpgate. <laughs> Maybe I will. I'm kind of shying away from multiplayer games now because, you know, I've had a lot of people say, this is the best thing ever. And then a week later it says, oh, we're off playing this other game. And I said, look, I'm kind of tired uh, of this. And I, they put they put No Man's Sky on Switch now. I'll, I'll see you maybe when I'm 90. 
Oh, guys, wait until uh, Mr. Dabak uh, introduces you to uh, a persistent multiplayer universe. Oh, God, I hope like, not. Like, as like patch note 24 out of 57, yeah, yeah. it's a right. random update. <laughs> right, right. Ideas now. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, Julie, with Jumpgate, you don't really have to worry about it because the server population is really low, <laughs> unfortunately. But that might be a good way to jump in. <laughs> That's a, I will certainly keep that in mind and send me a link. So uh, maybe that'll be my exception. Uh, oh, yeah. You, uh, Mazgram brings up X4, which you do play. Right? Yes. And I, and I must say, I now I was a little disappointed when I couldn't jump right in and play the Bosa tie race, but that wasn't my fault because in between when I finished the first game, I finished the first game and I said I convinced all the drones to invade Earth and destroy everything, and I said my work here is done, and I stepped away from the game. But then they said, in order to want to play the little Bosa tie race, you have to have play the play the Queen's Herald. Yeah. You have to have played the game all the way through. And I said, between then and now, my computer just took itself behind the barn and shot itself right in the motherboard. And so, but I did find a way to hack the saved game. And so now I am busy playing the Boron Herald and, uh, and I, Playing the cute little Boron Herald and flying back and forth between both the and everybody's saying, "What are you doing in the tank? I'm having fun. Come on, get out of the tank." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so uh, yes, uh, X Four is the exception. Yes, I enjoy X Four. That's good, especially if you like economy based stuff because that's primarily what that game is. Uh, <laughs> um, so, who haven't we heard from? I. Spaz, I don't think you've said anything specific. Um, do you have Do you have an answer for this well, question? I, it's okay if you don't. I, I am, you know, I do. Yeah, I'm out of the realm of MMOs, and I have been for several years. I don't plan on playing any MMOs ever again. It's just the it, they got to a point for me where, and I played Star Trek Online for years. I played several other MMOs for just years on end, but they got to the point for me where it felt like a job rather than something to have uh, something for me to do for fun. So MMOs are just, yeah, I'm on a permanent break from them. Yeah. I can't blame you there. I can't blame you there. I mean, it's, I think they have a tough job to, to balance engagement with, uh, um, with just almost never ending content, you know, it's, it's tough, but, uh, it, so many of them do feel like you're spinning your wheels and, uh, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing is I can appreciate that. If I, if I wanted to go back and play any MMOs, I could, uh, sure I could, but then I have so many games on my backlog and there are so many games coming out that, I would rather just focus on the single player or uh, PVE co-op stuff that uh, that we play on the server. Yeah, and and there's quite a bit of that, and just more coming all the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We we have more than enough to backlog for months if we want years content for that. Years, yeah. dear lord. I mean. <laughs> There's what dozens of games coming out every day. And, and <laughs> how, how can we keep track? Uh, how can we keep up? We can't. <laughs> um, and I am the kind of player who put dozens of hours into a single player game. If, if I am really enjoying it, like I, we've been talking on the server about war tales and I have about 19 hours in that since I got it. Oh, how are you liking that? It's great. It it's there are the world is kind of grim dark and there are even in the starting area there are two major factions you can work for and 
there are shades of gray to those factions. So one faction is the people who live there. And the other faction are a group of refugees, basically. Now, I, it's, I can go into this without getting into spoilers. So, effectively, some of the refugees have turned to banditry because they, that's the only option they have. The people who live there don't even want them to be there. So, they're even hiring mercenaries to try to exterminate refugees. Oh. So... You decide which of these two factions you want to work for, and you can work for both of them. Oh. There are some aspects in which you'll say, well, uh, these are refugees, but they're also kind of starving and desperate, so I can see their point. There are also times where they are, some of the refugees have, have turned to banditry because it's a very convenient way to uh, make money, and you sort of side with the uh, the people who live there and it's really interesting each of the faction areas has these two sides in play and depending on who you spend more time with that's who ends up winning the faction war so to speak in that area and that can give you different outcomes hmm. actually that made me uh nearly stopped to play the game. Uh, I, it's, uh, Grimdark is, is a bit of an understatement in this game. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> uh, Damn. Because, because it, it just, of, just of this, uh, I, I, had, uh, I had to restart the game and, and uh, try a completely different uh, uh, approach to the game. And uh, that's... Currently, it works much better for me. I love the game. Uh, to be honest, uh, I love it much more than, than I did expect. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see how, how, how this all works out. <laughs> I liken it to uh, Mountain Blade Warband, uh, but on a much smaller scale because you, you hire people to your, to your mercenary band and you're dealing with a squad rather than an army. You could have maybe 20 people in that group. Uh, some, the costs go up uh, for uh, food and, uh, and, and pay, of course, as their levels go up. But the fact that you can have an army that, say, for example, has a bunch of wolves in it that you've tamed, and then you sick them on whoever you are fighting against. That's kind of interesting. There are some, there are bears you can tame. Uh, I've, I've seen people have a small squad filled with polar bears. And that's just really hilarious to me. Yeah. It has a lot to offer. That's the most heartbreaking are the ponies. Honestly, yes, ponies. Ponies. <laughs> they look so yeah, the ponies. They look so cute, and uh, <laughs> you really, you really have to love them and, and take care of them. Oh no! <laughs> to, to, well, let me get into this just for a little bit, since we have a moment. The ponies you can hire uh, to your team. You can have several of them, and. At the early levels, they don't actually do anything except act as pack horses. But you can train them to be war horses, and they can actually fight with you in combat. And you can use them as tanks. You actually can use them as tanks to help fight. Yeah. And that's great. Well, the horses? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. You don't actually ride them in combat as knights would. But yeah, this is great. Uh, but because they're, the choices matter, every, every couple of levels you get, a, uh, you get a, a choice between different skills. So at the first choice you have to make for the ponies, you can decide to make them into war ponies. Yes, literally, war ponies. So they fight with you in combat. Or you make them as dedicated pack ponies. And they don't fight in combat, but they can carry more stuff. Logistics. Yeah, yeah, that sounds and great. And you can have some of them dedicated to one or the other. And for all the people in your team, 
it's like that too. Every couple of levels, you get a choice to make one choice between two or three options. So your choices actually do matter. This is War Tales, right? Am I remembering the name right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, oh this looks great. I didn't know you could uh, tame animals in that game. Yeah. Yeah, you... Uh, later on in the game, it becomes easier to tame them. But if you're lucky, you can you can get, say, a wolf early on. Uh, but then yes, again, but they don't have a lot of hit points and they can die very easily. But there's no riding the horses, unfortunately. Not directly, no. But ah, what's hilarious, what's hilarious is that um, you can tame rats. As in making and breeding a rat army. And uh, I've talked about the idea of using a horseshoe item, a horseshoe item that you can you can craft or buy at a stable. And the horseshoe adds three uh, percent to your map movement speed. The thought is putting horseshoes on the rats. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, horseshoes. <laughs> video games, people. Rocks. Video games. Yeah. Gotta love, it. Gotta video love video games. games. Gotta yep. love video games. Can you run that by me again? <laughs> yeah, you can also put uh, horseshoes on uh, on wolves or on bears. You can also uh, put the, you can also make saddlebags, which add ten kilograms to your carrying capacity for that animal. And you can also add that instead of horseshoes, so you can carry more stuff. So you can't. So you can have war horses. You can't ride. You can put horseshoes on bears. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a Discworld novel. Yep. It reminds me of a Discworld novel where one of the characters, who is a smith, uh, was challenged to make uh, like horseshoes for an ant, and uh, he obviously did it. And you could still hear the ant clink around every now and again. <laughs> That's not an army of rats. You're just banging coconuts together. <laughs> so I told the model. I was wondering how long it'll take for us to do a multi Python bit. Here we are. Uh, did everyone answer the question? I, th- I thorsted. it. I'm not sure you did. Did you? Ah, uh, I didn't. Uh, but I don't have much to contribute. To be honest, uh, that's fair. It's that's it's, fine. It's it's. It's uh, like like Sin said in in in, in the chat. Uh, I burn out nowadays very quickly in, in on, on games, and uh, let's put it that way. Uh, it's rather rare that I said I put more than than twenty or thirty hours in in a game nowadays. Uh, I mean, I've got my games that I play much more. Uh, you just have to you just have to uh, take a look at my Steam uh, library to find the games with uh, two hundred hours or three hundred hours plus and more. But uh, I don't don't take specific uh, breaks from a game uh, with an intention. Let's let's put it that way. And uh, mm-hmm. I rather I rather uh, uh, say that I take. Sometimes breaks from from gaming altogether, uh, when I don't play anything for one or two weeks. Mm. Uh, in the past, in the past, there was there was a time uh, when I did actively uh, did write uh, did write motorcycles. Uh, it was mostly uh, uh, such in, in such a way that I said I. Uh, Concentrated on motorcycling in, in, in the summer and, and uh, didn't play anything in, 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 during these times. And mostly played played uh, video games in, in, in the wintertime back then. No, that's totally fair. I mean, micro breaks, any kind of break, you know, can be, can be a, a thing. Yeah, but still... Uh, Again, I, I do burn out relative relatively quickly nowadays, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a thing for me that I that I really don't play anything for one or two weeks. That's totally fine. <laughs> there's not a there's not a damn thing wrong with that. 
Now, Spaz, you said you had something you wanted to bring up after uh, we got the yeah. to- we got the topic yeah. going. And uh, it actually relates to taking breaks, but it's taking breaks within a game using the game mechanics to force you to take a break. And that may not make sense the way I explained it, but it will in a second. Have you ever played a game where you get to a boss, you know that it's going to be a difficult fight, you lose, and then you get sent back to a checkpoint that's several rooms away. It's going to take you a little bit to get back to the fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, All the time. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, this is this is an intentional uh, game mechanic. It's not just to waste your time. People have found that when you are forced to take that time to get back to where you were, to get back to that boss fight, that time in between going through doing whatever platforming or doing the corpse run, uh, whatever it takes that downtime where you're not actively fighting the boss again, it gives you time to think about what happened, what you did wrong, what you can do better on the next attempt. And rather than having a save point directly outside the boss room and you jump right back into it, that downtime is to get you to think about something else because you still have to think about, oh, well, I've got enemies in between here and there. I've got to kill I, and I can't just be in boss fight stress mode the entire time. This is actually a way to to keep you from rage quitting. Hmm. I can kind of see that. I, I recently ran into that. I've been running into that lately and... um the game that's been epitomizing that for me lately is um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is on the Switch. Solely, sadly, it's only on the Switch. Um, but that game has some crazy-ass bosses. And when you die, it puts you way, way back <laughs> in the cut. And you have to go through a bunch of enemies again. But I see what you're saying. Um that kind of mentally prepares you to try again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess one way to put it would be uh, like taking a test failing. And then rather than taking the test again, the next day, you got a couple of days to prepare for the, for a retest. It's to get you out of the mindset of, I have to be in test mode the entire time. And it's the same thing with boss fights because boss fights, because of, the multiple stages they take place in or or the the mentality that's out of the norm that you have to be in for the boss fight. You can't be in that mode all the time. You're going to overthink it and you're going to screw up. So you have to get out get forced out of that mode for a little while. That's not unfair. I have a hard time doing that though, because I just want to run back and try and kill again. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and that can that can be a, a difficult thing for people who have less patience. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> I well, feel yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's it, it can be difficult to do that, but when you persevere through all of it, every 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 retempt where you iterate on what you did wrong, it's not just looking up a guide and and using that you actually have to know what to do and the the process of failure it builds you back up so that when you when you've actually been through it you can say oh i earned this actually when i've encountered uh, uh, such kind of pacing it it made me step away from from some games entirely to be honest Yeah, that's what, it's just an conversation from 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 why it's 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 a subjective feeling, but uh, I had this several times that uh, I was set back and thought, now this isn't this isn't isn't it uh, worth now? And uh, let's do it tomorrow. And well, it was never done again. Yeah, that happened recently with me with uh, Elden Ring. 
Uh, I was because I'm like I usually don't like these these guys' games, but I will try the uh, open world, and it's a great open world. But then you you hit this you hit a character, you hit like a boss character, and you die, and you go back to like a camp. What the hell is it? A campfire or some crap? And it's like you gotta go through all that again. And it's like it eventually just started to feel like work. And and I, I just I haven't touched the game since. I got like 18 hours into it. And I'm like, nope, I'm 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 done with this. So uh yeah, I feel the same way you do, Thorsten. Sometimes it works though. Like with the um with the uh with the uh the other game I mentioned, they do a much better job of uh making you feel like you can do this thing if you keep bashing your head against it. Uh whereas Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah, the the Marvel game, yes, but not uh but some some games they just don't care. <laughs> Well, that mechanic, that's how they do it in Elden Ring, is is also to sort of force you back and get you out of boss fight mode for a little bit so that you can work yourself back up into it. And again, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It definitely depends on both the game and on the individual player. Yeah, but exactly. In, in practice, in practice, it works more often than not because that's what gets people drawn back into beating some of the bosses in say the dark souls or or souls born style games right um so we're coming up on an hour so i'll i'll just ask a second the second question i had of you guys um and it doesn't have to be gaming related was there anything you took a break from uh, in real life it can be gaming or anything that you came back to later feeling refreshed about a thing absolutely what was that? Real life. There are, I won't get into it. I'll just say, I'll introduce it like this. In Star Trek, those of you who are Star Trek fans and have seen the script, they'll say when it gets into the techno babble, it just says tech. So when my sister and I are talking about the frustrations I have, and in this particular case, it had to do with dealing with property owners and disaster areas and people who are contractually obligated to do their job. So I'll just say slash tech. But it got so frustrated, so frustrating that my supervisors, you know, it was like, okay, I've done summarized court reporting in the military. You take notes for everybody. Don't speak unless you're spoken to because they know that I had gotten so frustrated at some point that I would start my conversation, listen, MFR. And when you have people who are on the line who are political appointees that were appointed by the president, it's like not the kind of thing you want to say. And so finally, Fran said, look, you need, when my boss was on the line, she said, you need to take a break or you're going to flip out. And uh, it wasn't. It was just a long, long weekend, but it reached the point where the job is just so incredibly stressful where I said, if I don't take a break, I'm going to say something that'll get me fired or I'm going to just, at one point, I just called up my boss and said, I quit. She said, you've been here 32 years. You can't quit. I said, okay, I retire today. So I had to sometimes when your job is so stressful, you just got to take a break and back off and uh, do something like a Tetris. And I sit there with Tetris. You've often said there's nothing but the blocks, nothing <laughs> but the blocks, or I meditate. And so, yes, that's what kind of kept me sane, kind of. Okay. What about you? What about you guys? Oh, 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 Thorsten. Oh, okay, and I go first uh, because I'm. I'm a Thorsten, Thorsten, then David. I'm relatively uh, through uh, with it very fast. Uh, as, as some of you know, I uh, practiced martial arts for uh, for uh, quite a few, t uh, quite a long time, and uh, I took regular breaks from from uh, from them because. Um, you know, uh, sometimes there's a point where you're, where you're simply fed up, and uh, it was it was better. It was it was better to to to, to take a break uh, than, than stop to than stop altogether. Uh, 
Oh, that's fair. Are you back on the martial arts now, or are you on a break right now? Ah, uh, sadly not. I'm I'm currently I'm currently searching again. I I'm 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 really I'm really uh want to go back in. Oh, but you want to find a new uh, new group to do it with? Yeah, yeah. My my former groups uh, don't exist anymore, and uh, I'm I'm searching. I'm I'm searching for something new. That's fair. Uh, David, what were you gonna say? Oh, well, okay, so uh, yeah, we were talking about personal stuff. So, well, something happened last year. Um, I know that I may have said it a couple of times before, and I know maybe this past will chip in on uh, this subject here. But I used to be drawing a whole lot, and I really like to be drawing. I'm, and I, I will never call myself much of an artist. I just, I just love putting things together. Draw a couple of lines, and then they make a shape of something. It's uh, it's it's just that the mechanical function of putting down the pencil and just draw a freaking line. I'm no longer getting the same joy out of it. Ever since uh, what is that? Something like uh, November last year or something like that. Due to the AI boom of art generators, it feels like I have wasted my freaking time. Hmm. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm no longer finding finding the same joy as I used to. Oh shit. So this uh, is why I, I, hate, I try. I try. No, this is why I hate that. It's not AI. All this bullshit. They're calling it AI, but it's not AI. It's 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 just it's an algorithm. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's it's, a, it's stuff. It's stuff approximation machines. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Google search results put out in a different format. Basically, that's all it is. <laughs> it's they a, take stuff. They take a bunch of stuff and they use it to approximate a thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but let, let, let me ask you: Do you still get joy out of drawing? And if so, you should still do it, even if some AI can. You know, it's like yes, maybe a thousand monkeys will eventually come up with Shakespeare, but I want to hear what <laughs> David H has to do. You know, so it's like, and I, I've had that kind of thing before. Now that I know what AI can do, and my teacher just said, "Are you doing it for somebody else? Are you doing it for yourself?" Yeah, I'm also doing it for myself. I, at least I try to just pretty much every every evening I try to just start up Photoshop and just do something. But so many scraps, so many abandoned works. It's never getting anywhere. That's you don't have to. That that is getting somewhere. Doing something. That's still you're you're doing something. You're 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 using that part of your brain. That is that is always fruitful. I feel. Yeah, but I I no longer have uh, like the creativity and the energy that I used to have in like uh, what is that? Uh, well, I mean that's going to school right now. That's that's probably all that energy is probably going to school right now. That kind of makes that sense. could be true as well. Yeah, you're you've redirected that energy to something else right now. That's fine, you know. Um, but yeah, don't don't let I would not don't let this quote unquote AI bull honky nonsense uh discourage you because it's all garbage it's such it's all i hate it so much i hate it so much Plus, as, oh. as was brought up to me recently in one of my classes they we were discussing artwork for the book that i'm writing and uh was brought up that ai art cannot be copyrighted in the united states no matter what system it did it was come up with but your artwork can be copyrighted yeah i think that i think i think there are a lot of law i think there have been some lawsuits about that like people tried to pass off ai "Quote unquote AI art as something that belongs that that they created and obviously they didn't and 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 so yeah it's <laughs> I'm really glad all that stuff is failing in court because that's exactly what they deserve. Ah, <laughs> uh, so but I mean, David, it's it sounds very reasonable to take a break from some kind of creative endeavor like that when you're, as Sin put it, mentally occupied with something else like school." That totally, yeah, yeah. that totally makes sense, and you shouldn't be hard on yourself about it at all. You know, school takes up a lot of school takes up a lot of of mental juice, of brain juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so you, sh- you, you gotta be kinder to yourself, man. <laughs> you gotta be kinder. To, we all gotta be kind to ourselves. Um, is everyone? Did did anyone not answer the question? Have we missed anyone, or did we get everyone? 
I don't think we got everyone. It's actually missing me. Okay. Do you have an? Do you have an? An? If you don't have an answer for the question, that's fine. But but do you see the problem? Is I have too many. Okay. Because <laughs> what I inevitably end up doing, because I uh, I am a very busy person with uh, focus problems, I start doing a thing. I then forget about it for six months, get back to it, do some more more stuff about it, and then forget about it for six months. And the cycle will continue until I roughly finish the thing. Oh, I've I've been there so many times. I've started so many things. Space Game Junkie is the one thing that's stuck. <laughs> like I, I must imagine, have... part of that is part of that is you being responsible to a bunch of other people, ourselves included. No, it's just it's the thing that clicked in my brain. Like even before I had this community, even before I had the podcast, even I just found the motivation to keep going. And that's the, that's one of the tough things. You know, that's one of the tough things is when you, you start a thing, you have that initial burst of motivation and that doesn't always last. A lot of times it doesn't. Uh, and that's, and that's okay. You know, eventually something will click and something will stick. Don't know. I mean, I didn't know this was going to be the thing. I started like six other gaming website endeavor things like blog things before this. And none of them took, uh, obviously. Um, so it's weird that this is the thing that's stuck, but yeah, just keep doing it. That's, that's what I could say. Just keep doing it. And there will be a thing that sticks. You know? <laughs> there will be one thing that, you, that will eventually stick. Um, yes, that applies to me too. Yeah. Okay. Actually persistence is so important, especially with yourself. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been there a million times where I've started a thing. It's like, yeah, I'm excited about this. Uh, two weeks later. Oh, I'm starting another thing. What about the other thing? What other thing? Oh, that? Oh, that, forget about that. <laughs> We're starting this new thing. I have no memory of that thing. <laughs> what thing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, friends, I really hope that, um, in wrapping up, I hope what we've tried to get across today is that you should never feel ashamed for wanting to walk away from a thing. And take a break from it. Like I said before, I've seen so many people like feel bad for not getting the joy out of gaming that they used to or whatever. It's like, that's okay. You know, just go find a new thing or walk away from this thing for a while. It's fine. We, we, we all have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others. And, and our mental health is so important. And sometimes taking a break from a thing and walking away is good for your mental health. And, and, and taking care of your mental health is so important, especially in these crazy ass times we live in right now. Oh my God. (laughs) So like I was saying to David uh, earlier, be kind to yourself. If you feel like you need to walk away from something, walk away from something. Um, That's fine. You'll find something else to fill that void uh, or you'll come back to the thing. It's fine. But be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself because we all have to take care of each other and we can't take care of each other if we are, if we're not taking care of ourselves. That's how I feel about that. Um, so next week, we don't know. I, like I said, we have some irons in the fire. I've not gotten any confirmation, so we will try. We'll maybe have a topic. I don't know what that topic is yet. We have a lot of ideas for topics, but we got to choose one. You know what I mean? So uh, next week will probably be another topic show unless some guest comes through. Uh, I don't know, but, um, so that'll be hopefully a fun show next week. It'll be a fun show. What am I saying? And then tomorrow we're going to return to what's it called? Astra protocol. I keep wanting to say Astro protocol, Astra. but it's Astra. Astra, Astra with an A, not Astro. It's Astra with an A, Astra protocol too, because that game is bananas in the best way. That, that game is absolutely terrific for a game that fits on two floppies. <laughs> That game is. Uh, do not do not ask what happened to the first one. What happened to the first? Oh, no, I'm going to ask because you brought it up. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. I just don't know. I <laughs> there's two in the name, so there had to be a first one. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't. I I don't know if you had a story or not. I don't remember what happened to the uh, the first one. Honestly. Um. I don't remember what happened to the first one, honestly. I never got around to playing the first one. 
but the developer was nice enough to send me a copy of this one. And was there is, even a first one? Yeah, I believe there was. Um, hang on. I believe there was. I believe so. Uh, oh, well, yeah, there was, but I don't think it's on Steam. I think that's the thing. I think there's, I think it was not a Steam release. Um, but the second one's on Steam. And it's on sale right now, actually, y'all. If you if you want to be taken back to 1983, uh, gaming wise, <laughs> this is the game for you. My God, <laughs> it is terrific. So we're gonna be playing that tomorrow. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for hanging out. You've been awesome as always. Uh, so and uh, as I was just saying, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Uh, thank you for our patrons as always. And thank you to anyone who's gotten vaccinated. One of the ways you can take care of yourself and others is to get vaccinated. So if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm wondering how long we're going to keep this one going until it's no longer Perfect. a pandemic. As long as it takes. Yeah. As long as it yeah. takes. If, if, if COVID Might be, be a while. No, it's going to be a while. If COVID when, when hopefully when, I was almost going to say if, hopefully when COVID becomes an endemic rather than a pandemic, and thank you again, Spaz, for reminding me of that word, um, then we probably won't have to say a thing about the vac. I don't tell people to get their flu shots, for example. Because um, really you're but uh Well, you should get your flu shot, but you're a little less likely to die from the flu shot than from COVID at this point. Well, from um, the flu. The flu shot is... From the flu, excuse me, from the flu. Yeah, (laughs) I hope no one dies from the flu shot. But but yeah, we're still in a pandemic. People seem to be forgetting that. Like I was at a thing yesterday and like I think I was it was one of my wife's it was one of my wife's elementary school concerts. And I think there were three people in the audience, including myself, wearing masks. And that was it. People seem to people seem to think it's over. It's not over. People are still dying. So get vaccinated. Hey, let's yeah. I, lo- I lost a friend to COVID. And if somebody doesn't like the fact that I wear a mask too bad. I don't know why people give people give up. People give. Why do you care if I'm wearing a mask? How does that affect they you? They feel guilty by proxy. Yeah. Shame. They feel shame. They feel guilty. Exactly. But it's so dumb. So please, please, if you haven't, my friends, please get vaccinated, please. And with that, we'll see you back here tomorrow for more Astro Protocol 2. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.